Hi guys, we're back on another public bench and I have to admit this is the first public picnic bench and I'm here together with Kristen. Welcome, happy Monday. Happy Monday. Happy Monday. And uh, yeah, I'm excited to start this week like this. Um, I want to say thank you Kristen because she brought some tea right there and uh which is super lovely because uh that keeps us warm on this monday um i'm gonna uh, listen to the viewers and listeners and say hey this time i'm gonna keep the introduction short so you probably already know what good place is about this is going to be episode number 20 and i'm here with kristen who is an entrepreneur of um, plot twist pl uh, placemaking. Um, and she's gonna tell us all about what that is and what that means. And um, yeah, I'm gonna give the word to you and ask you, hey, please tell us a bit more about you, where are we at? Because I think that's also very uh, exciting. And um, yeah, love to hear more about you. All right, well, I mean, Robin, this is our, our first time connecting in a reconnecting in a while because uh, we met now over six years ago through a city made by people. And uh, that was during my first time living here in Amsterdam. And now five, year, five and a half years back uh, living here. And uh, I'm excited to, to share with you a little bit more what's going on in my life with plot twist placemaking and Amsterdam. Amsterdam. <laughs> so what do you think of Amsterdam? Well, I've been here for five and a half years, so I guess- uh, <laughs> And you're still, and you're still I here. I guess it's uh, treating me well. Yeah, I'm very happy to, to be living here and working here and having that flexibility. Right now we're in the beautiful Marina Terrain location uh, with my office just over there. <laughs> and uh, this space uh, as well is very special because, uh, well, if you know a little bit about the history of Marina Terrain, you would know that this used to be um, the, the destination for the Old Navy to, to live and work from. And uh, now it's been transformed in sort of an innovation district. Uh, so there's a bunch of really cool companies here that are doing um, nice work in, you know, urban planning and um, science, innovation, all this kind of fun stuff. So, uh, yeah, we're in a very special, we're in a good place, it's one a would say. <laughs> <laughs> but it's crazy to think that they had a Navy area, Marines here mm -hmm. in the middle of of Amsterdam, huh? Mm -hmm. Yeah, quite. Why would they, of all places, do it in the middle of Amsterdam? Yeah, exactly. I mean, well, we're, as you can see, we're on the water right here, so they have some pretty good access. Yeah, yeah. there's um, no marine or navy ships around here. So yeah. now is they gonna, yeah, rebuild the area into something else, right? Yeah, yeah, they have some big plans, especially for the upcoming 10 years. And uh, this is really an experiential ground where they can test a lot of that, mm. like those kind of uh, innovations and changes. Well, thanks for bringing me here. Uh, I got a nice Nemo museum at the background. I don't know if you if you can see. There's even an old ship there, but I don't know, I don't know if you're gonna. I don't think you're gonna see it. 
Yeah, maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe. And the sun is shining, so we're 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 in a good uh, good position here. Yeah. But where are you from, Kristen? Originally. Uh, so I'm originally from Stony Creek, Ontario. <laughs> <laughs> For, the, for all those people who know about uh, Stony Creek. Uh, yeah, so Stony Creek is, uh, well, it's now part of a larger city called Hamilton, which is about an hour away from Toronto. Okay. So, uh, yeah, I'm originally from Stony Creek and then uh, moved to Toronto for my studies and then I moved here. Okay. Why Amsterdam? Uh, you know what? That is a question I have You just close your eyes well, <laughs> and actually, pick the spot on the map. It actually came from a conversation with a, a friend also sitting at a bench. And uh, she had been to Amsterdam before. She also is an expat living abroad in, in Spain. Okay. And um, I was in that sort of... I was in a point in my life where I was really feeling inspired to live abroad um, for a short period of time. And uh, she said, you know what? You would love Amsterdam. Everyone is, you know, super nice. People are cycling around. Uh, <laughs> lots of green spaces. Lots of you know, music. This kind of stuff. I think I could totally see you okay. basically living there. So She I, was not working for the city marketing no. department <laughs> no, of Amsterdam. Okay. No, but actually, so it just really came from a recommendation from a friend who knew me really well and suggested it. And next thing you know, I landed this six-month working holiday and uh, the rest is history. The rest is history. But then you also decided after such an experience to come back. Yeah, so, um, well, with the sort of, I mean, I did at the time. Oh, thank you. Yeah, before it uh, gets cold, yeah. you know. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> what kind of tea are we drinking? We're drinking like a... Apple, beetroot, nutty tea. It's actually from Canada. <laughs> really? It's a specialty. It's yeah. my favorite tea. It's called uh, Forever Nuts. Forever. So cheers <laughs> to being Forever Nuts. <laughs> That's hilarious. So if I uh, if I start to to, to act it up a bit weird and, yeah. uh, during this there's a conversation, exactly. <laughs> I blame it on the tea. Exactly. Okay, nice. Yeah. What did you ask me again? <laughs> yeah, we got a bit distracted. Um, so after that short experience, oh, yes, that's right. okay. you felt you were not done. I felt I was not done. And also at the time I didn't have, um, European citizenship. Okay. Uh, so after those six months working holiday, I went back uh, to Canada and went through the process of getting my Slovenian citizenship. So my grandparents are Slovenian ah. and, uh, yeah, basically through that line, oh, wow. uh, I was able within, I think it was... I think I was back home in Canada for uh, eight or nine months okay. to, to get that citizenship. And then I came back here. You were committed. I was on a mission. <laughs> I was, uh, you know, it was, it's, it's addicting almost living here. Oh, you yeah? Know, it, okay. It, it, it uh, continues to stone, stone Stony Creek didn't do it. <laughs> Stony Creek is a great place uh, as well. But okay. it's, uh, it's a little bit of a different, uh, it's a different way of living, I would say. Okay. No cycling? No, not really. Um, yeah, the, the, the bike lanes are, uh, they, could, they could use some, they can use a bike lane at least. <laughs> that would be that, great. That would be a mission. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, and then five and a half years. And what have you been up to? Uh, so when I came back here, I uh, started working a few different places within the shared 
living, shared working, I guess, environments. And okay. that's also what has brought me eventually to plot twist placemaking. Yeah. Um, so I started working at a few different places that were mixing uses, um, inviting people from around the world, but also locals to their spaces. Mm. Um, and I was also working eventually at a think tank doing research into shared spaces. Okay. So when I say shared spaces, I'm talking about uh, co-living models, co-working models, hybrid hospitality, um, also you know public spaces where yeah. different people like are using. Like public squares. Exactly. Or, yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah, Basically, after some some years working there and doing a lot of research and talking about trends in these spaces mm-hmm. and you know founders, I I felt really inspired to get my hands dirty a little bit and also mm. you know take my chance at um, freelance work and becoming an entrepreneur and trying to run my my own projects. Uh, nice. Oh, and what's your what's your mission? Um, what what or what is the What is that uh, about shared spaces that really excites you? Uh, well, many things, but especially I think that the the ability to make better use of space and make a greater impact in spaces mm-hmm. by blending, uh, you know, not only the uses within one space, but also uh, the users of the space. Yep. Maybe people are going to be in contact that they otherwise wouldn't have. Mm. Um, and also just thinking about space and how it's changes throughout the day you know in the morning time it could be used for one purpose in the afternoon something else in the evening something else or mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know i my phone is full of spa- empty spaces that i see <laughs> like you know even on the weekend if i'm taking a bike ride and i of course I, i go by some office buildings and they're completely empty and i'm just like you know what what could what could be happening in there actually mm-hmm. and how can that uh Oh, there's a dog. Hey, doggy. <laughs> how can yeah, how can those that I guess empty space bring value to more people? Are there too many empty spaces? Yes, there yeah. are. <laughs> you know, I, I always say there's. It's not a you know in cities people talk a lot about lack of space, mm. and uh, I don't agree with that. I think there's lots of space. It's yeah. just there's not enough smart use of yeah. it. Yeah. And. You know, even rooftops uh, have so much potential, untapped potential. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, that's also something I'd love to dig deeper into. Okay. And and what uh, about Amsterdam? Are there, how's, how are they go around public spaces and empty spaces? Well, I love the Dutch because they have great autonomy over public spaces. <laughs> <laughs> I think anybody who's, who's um, you know, walk down a neighborhood street in the spring or summertime they see that the their fam, you know families have totally taken over the entire sidewalk yeah. for you know a, a birthday, birthday party, party yeah, or yeah. a lovely evening or even going through the park people yeah. have you know That's people true. have their baby showers and special mm-hmm. like anniversaries in the in the park and uh, yeah, because they probably live too small to invite everyone over right? yeah, yeah yeah but i i really love that that they You know, when we come, when we talk about placemaking and um, sort of the collaborative approach to reimagining public space um, and giving autonomy to the 
surrounding neighborhood to help co-create it. Mm -hmm. Well, you can get a lot of inspiration from the Dutch because they are already doing it yeah. uh, on their own without any sort of professional facilitation sometimes. Yeah, so you actually take those observations or learnings here and then you try to apply them uh, perhaps in different cities er yeah. abroad. Yeah, and also um, when we talk about uh, buildings, mm -hmm. you know, those are also spaces for uh, potential blended use for private and public. Mm -hmm. And um, I think that's where actually there's a lot of potential to not only th when we think of public space, thinking of, you know, squares and parks, but also indoors and, mm -hmm. you know, which are not, which of, which of course are not that public. Yeah. Right now. Right? Yeah, yeah. 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 But they could be. Ah, yeah. That's interesting. Can I add one wish? Tell me. To put a public bench somewhere inside for those months <laughs> in the winter and it's when it's yeah, raining. Exactly. <laughs> you know, there's no covered public bench. I've not I've not found a covered, closed off public bench. Hmm. Mm -hmm. Something to opportunities. Uh, think opportunities. <laughs> Okay. Unless maybe you're like, uh, yeah, that you have your partially sheltered uh, public benches uh, at the bus stop. Yeah. <laughs> you can have a talk there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's still probably the only place yeah. that I covered. <laughs> it's funny because uh, I did some research last week and then I reminded, got reminded about Tom Hanks, you know, for Forrest Gump, mm -hmm. who was sitting on a public bench. And he actually... He was not take, he was not waiting for a bus. But all these buses, they just stopped by and then they moved on. And eventually he had to, uh, you know, be somewhere around the corner. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But during that, sitting there on the public bench, yeah. he, uh, a lot of strangers just came to sit next to him. Yeah. And they started to have, like, conversations. Um, no, we talked about this earlier, um, about my own mission. But, yeah. I think that's, you know, those are pretty cool ideas. Absolutely. People are going to go there anyways. And I yeah. think another opportunity with, with uh, where we're talking about bus bus stops and, and those benches, like uh, online you see places that have added a, a sharing book library to that. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, then you can, you can totally make a, a bus stop into a third space where people are just going to hang out and not even, they don't even have a bus to catch. Yeah, yeah, interesting. Now, now you mention it, this whole third space thing. Um, the other day, I also got a quote that because of online, people start to fall back into that they are really need a third space mm -hmm. more than ever. Mm -hmm. Well, whilst third spaces started to disappear at one point, yeah, you get your home and that that's your probably your office, mm -hmm. but then what's your third space? Should be should it be in public um, for people to hang around? You yeah, know, I would that not add to making the city a better, perhaps more social place? Absolutely, um, and a plus if there's some type of facilitation involved, mm -hmm. programming going on in that public space. Uh, one of my favorite public spaces. And I guess you can also say it's also a third space as well because people feel comfortable to go there and whether they're working or catching up with a friend. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a place where they can even kick their shoes off and put their <laughs> feet up is Bryant Park in New York City. Okay. 
And uh, I think they did such an amazing job of uh, not only, you know, making the physical space somewhere where people feel comfortable, whether that be with, you know, the mobile furniture or the, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know if you know this, but the one of the main tactics that they put inside this park is this, you know, five-star bathroom for people to, to use instead of leaving the park to really? find somewhere to go. It keeps them there, and they feel comfortable. And uh, five, five, five star. star. If you need to use <laughs> in the middle of a square, okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And that was one of the tactics, actually. Like developers were really adamant on to keep people there. Yeah. I mean, sometimes you go to a public space, and actually there aren't those types of facilities that you feel completely comfortable or safe in. And also, homeless people could make use of that. Yeah. Yeah, it's there's actually even uh, somebody in there that's cleaning up. Uh, oh, yeah. so it's really service. It's it's a service one. You, you you if you look up online some some photos, you would think <laughs> that you're really at the <laughs> Shangri La. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because that probably that that is, I don't know, like for everyone who has a family with kids is mm. is a reason to leave, huh? Exactly, yeah. and and also um, what they have there, they have games for people of all ages uh, to play. They have food and drink. They have programming. You know, when we think about a good place, it's it's a place first of all where where kids feel comfortable hanging out. You know, it would be a place that's accessible for for children, but also for you know seniors and older people that um, want to hang out with their buddies as well. So I think it's when we talk about placemaking and public space and private shared spaces, we can really get a lot of inspiration from mm. from Bryan Park. Yeah, and it's those little tactical things that make it right. You don't have to come up with grand solutions; just these little things that make people go there, mm-hmm. and you know, proper seating. Yeah, just the basics, actually. Yeah. I mean that's a that's a trend now here in uh well it's covering the newspapers in the Netherlands this whole this hostile architecture oh, yes, you know yeah. like putting away arm um the arm uh, rests, rests yeah, yeah because then people would not or add an extra armrest so people could not lie in those public benches mm-hmm. you know everything just to make sure that yeah uh these benches are used for the for the wrong reasons I mean, that, that that's not inviting for everyone to come and sit there, you know? Yeah. So hard. whereas at Park, you're doing the opposite. <laughs> um, it makes it inclusive for a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Instead of just getting away from uh, homeless people. No, you just actually put something there so they can also make use of it. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. People also, I think people don't get enough credit not everything is going to get completely trashed if you put something nice somewhere, yeah. you know. So I, th- I think that's something where we can maybe incorporate a little bit more more trust mm. when we are thinking about shared spaces and use of space as well. So you have a ton of ideas. Ton of ideas, yeah. You can you can hire her for all your spaces. <laughs> Please do. <laughs> Please do. Um, no, but that that's you know that that should be your mission then you know right as plot twist. Absolutely, I mean the the idea behind starting plot twist placemaking was to help aid and activate um, yeah vacant or underutilized spaces. Yeah. 
and use placemaking as sort of the the main tactic to make it happen. Because with placemaking, you're really gaining the... You're getting a lot of insights from the surrounding uh, community. And with those insights, you can create spaces that are actually going to be of use. There's yeah. one thing to make like a be- very beautiful space. Yeah. Um, but it's another thing if you're, you're actually bringing value based on the needs that were shared by the uh, surrounding neighborhood. Yeah. And not, not just the urban planner who thinks, ah, oh, let's place a table here or a bench there. Just actually consult the people. Yeah, maybe there's a lot of, I don't know, seniors in the surrounding neighborhood and they don't have a place to bring their grandkids when they come to visit well there's your perfect opportunity to create some type of family-friendly park or something <laughs> like that or you know yeah. like a little play place yeah um yeah so i, I think where can where, like grandparents can take a nap <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> some very comfortable <laughs> while taking care of yeah. their grandchildren okay you know. interesting yeah so do you do you Spend a lot of time in public, on a public space? Yes. Yes. I live uh, super close to Oster Park. Um, so in my yeah. mornings, I love to make a coffee and take my <laughs> mug with me <laughs> and go for my uh, morning round in the park. Nice. And I love to start my day like that. And uh, you also That's see cool. regulars that are also there starting their day for a run or you know their morning yeah. walk as well. And you kind of do the... The head nod. <laughs> you recognize. Like, yeah. What up? Yeah. Okay. I know. <laughs> and um, That's interesting. Eh? So you, if you make it a more frequent thing, well, you show your face in public, yeah. <laughs> then you get these connections. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. Definitely. And uh, yeah, so I, I would say, I mean, with the morning starting that way, um, when I'm working, some you know, I have the office here at Medina Tonight, but... I also enjoy working from, uh, you know, the library as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's also a great place um, to work if I don't have some calls. And, uh, yeah, I think that we can, if, you know, if parks had a little bit more of the, um, some type of covering mm-hmm. to block the shade and yeah. maybe even had Wi-Fi, free Wi-Fi available, then uh, we could work more outdoors mm-hmm. and in public spaces. Yeah, that would be that would be a great uh, great wish, especially in the summertime when you really want to be outside, but you're stuck in your air conditioned office. And uh, yeah, it would be yeah. I think even a more relaxing way to work and be part of the public space while you're working. Could you say that people should enjoy public space more or be more conscious about it? If those, of course, those facilities would be there, you know? Yeah. I mean, you can go, you know, if you're even meeting a friend, you can choose to go to a private cafe yeah. or so on. But you can also choose to grab your coffee and go for a walk in the park. Yeah. I always uh, like to observe what, how the behavior is in different cultures. Like, like if you go to Southern Europe, mm-hmm. people are like sitting around a fountain yeah. or making more use of public space. Yes. I know it's funny sometimes they just sit on the ground, you know, mm-hmm. with their homemade drink in a leftover Coca-Cola bottle. 
<laughs> right? Yeah, exactly. And just drink in public space. I think it's in these culture, of course, climate yeah. and all that stuff yeah, is exactly. even more more common than here. But even this marine train, I think in summer, it's like flooded with people just sitting there next to the water and jumping into the water. Yeah, yeah. And that's great to see. Absolutely. Yeah. And I mean, it's also important to know this is actually private grounds, but it feels like a public space because of its envir in inviting yeah. environment. And yeah, yeah, yeah people true. are totally drawn here. One thing I want to draw up on as well is that just because I did some research <laughs> on your website, is you also do a lot of things where or organize events, for example, like a language exchange thing, right? Yeah, that's true. I saw that. Was that coffee and croissantjes? Yeah, exactly. Coffee and croissants? <laughs> I, got, I say inclusion and gezelligheid. Yeah, inclusion and gezelligheid. <laughs> um, I, I was... I, I, it immediately turned a smile on my face because sure we can talk about placemaking, about spaces and but the, yeah, these kind of events mm -hmm. where you actually pair a Dutchie to someone who wants to learn Dutch is also an activation that helps actually bring people to a space or place. Yeah, and, and exactly. And also the location is always in some type of public space to yeah. make sure there's no barriers for entry and this yeah. kind of stuff. And uh, yeah, I mean, there's people that want to learn Dutch and, and speak with people <laughs> and there's people that want to talk Dutch. And, you know, I think it's, it's yeah. whenever we have these meetups, we just had the last one uh, a couple of weeks ago. Okay. And Are you still, yeah, can yeah, you yeah. still, so cool. still going on? Yeah. Nice. And uh, we have our WhatsApp group as well. So it's like a, even if some, some, you know, right now it's even at the point where people are like, okay, shall we do maybe Sunday, you know? And, mm -hmm. and for me, that's the best <laughs> kind of... When they self-organize. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> and, um, you know, we'll pick a, a place together and, and go from there. Um, but yeah, yeah, I started that because I'm also learning Dutch. I'm at the, I'm at B2 level now, so it's actually... Okay. Niet slecht. Niet slecht. Nice. But uh, also, you know, just to to create sort of the connection between people yeah. and also help aid with the, the social anxiety of making language mistakes, you know? So whenever you're allowed we start, to make mistakes. You're allowed to make mistakes and, you know... We know as a group that uh, you're going, you know, someone's going to be talking and there's going to be a bunch of grammar mistakes, but actually we can all kind of still understand what the person's trying to say. Yeah. And uh, yeah, the whole purpose was to create like a, an environment where people feel comfortable. A safe space. Yes. Make mistakes. <laughs> <laughs> Fountain. Fountain. <laughs> what is it? Fountain. Fountain? Yeah. Yeah. Fountain. Yeah. Fouten maken is goed. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. I mean, I love that. Sorry. I just uh, can't help it to spot that and uh, address it because, for one, you're not Dutchy. Yep. You come here. <laughs> you're dating a Dutch yep. person. <laughs> but still, you come up with the idea to. Um, or was it a secret? That you date a Dutch person? 
Oh. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. I was like, okay. I was like throwing it in there. I'm like, sorry. Sorry, sorry, not sorry. No, but I mean, uh, yeah. I can imagine that, say, I would now today move to Spain and then I would come up with the idea to organize a Spanish language exchange event. Yeah, I think that's, you know, remarkable <laughs> that you do something like that. I would not even think of it. Probably maybe only for my own benefit, mm -hmm. but then you would seek a teacher or whatever, mm -hmm. but then surround yourself with like-minded <laughs> people <laughs> who are stuck in a language, um, yeah, um, you know, deficit and, you know, helps. You also help others to, to learn the language. I think that's really cool. Yeah, exactly. And thanks, yeah. thanks for bringing that up because that, that did come from a sort of like when we talk about placemaking and gathering the needs of the neighborhood yeah. and kind of gathered the needs of people in my Dutch class. Okay. And this, you know, this, this topic of trying to have regular conversations with people and that uh, fear of making mistakes and, you yeah. know, that kind of stuff is really what drove the idea forward. And yes, it's still going. So if anybody's... Uh, Watching and wanting to practice their Dutch, uh, then let us know. Yeah, <laughs> sign up. Sign up for uh, inclusion and... Gezelligheid. Gezelligheid. Very good. That's, uh, that's the first word that you need to learn in Dutch culture. No pressure. <laughs> it's gezelligheid. Um, and then you take it from there, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Sometimes I facilitate the conversations with games and sometimes we just have casual... Croissants. Croissants. <laughs> casual. <laughs> casual croissants. No, I think that's really cool. Really cool. Whenever I'm around, I, I'm happy to share a bit of Dutch <laughs> as a Dutchie, some Dutch knowledge. Very cool. Um, and uh, it's easy when, you know, it, it's, you think also, you feel a necessity to, to learn the language, of course, mm -hmm. which is also very important. Um, you also feel that you're going to stay around for quite some time in Amsterdam. Yeah, I mean... I hope so. I, I, you're not, you're planning for, going anywhere <laughs> For me personally, it's 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 like as long as I'm I'm happy, I feel I feel like I'm in the right place and things are going well. Then uh, I just kind of go with the flow, I guess. Like uh, why why leave if it's going okay going well, I guess. So how would you define a good place? For yourself. Mm. A good place uh, for me is a safe place. Um, so I would say, uh, like, for me, I, I'm a nature lover. I love being outdoors. So a park is a, a park that has, you know, proper lighting and, you know, seating, comfortable seating and, um, has a little bit more of like an open type of environment and not so many enclosed spaces. I think that makes a safe space and therefore a, a good place. Yeah. Um, it's a place that is accessible, easily accessible, um, welcoming for, for children, for seniors. Um, a place that has programming is a bonus, I would say. Programming as in? For example, um, a music uh, performance or a stage yeah. or 
something like that or you know maybe it's even up to the public to or you know maybe somebody's a yoga teacher and they want to put on neighborhood yoga lessons yeah, on yeah, Sunday yeah. mornings you know I yeah. think that's a that's an added layer and you um, take part in those oh yes I'm a <laughs> I'm I'm active in that in that those kind yeah. of so you're in. so you're conscious about what's happening in your surrounding yeah. and you yeah. take part yeah that's just beautiful yeah maybe people should do that more often yeah I guess the thing is it's it's hard to determine if there's um you know, some sometimes it'll, if they'll it'll be online like an event or something like that, and then you have to really be on it to see. Okay, something's happening on this day, this location. But uh, still, where, like a neighborhood website or WhatsApp group or? Yeah, or it's actually, you know what? I know it's a little bit dated, but like a lot of people still use Facebook for these kind of okay. Uh, post like neighborhood postings. I'm no longer on Facebook. That's why I missed the <laughs> the salsa lessons in my yeah. park. Yeah. Oh, that's okay. another great thing. So you brought it up. I, I, I love seeing people dance in public space. <laughs> I love it. I love it. You know. We should yeah. dance more. We should. We should. Actually, um, here uh, the guys at Rowboat. There is like an electric, um, electric ferry boat. Okay. And they have a uh, floating DJ booth here, oh. and uh, earlier this, or sorry, was in I think uh, the fall. Last year, they had a DJ <laughs> on the water floating here, and it was just all of a sudden everybody was just dancing, wow. and I that really yeah? made okay. my day. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. I D- like those. Yeah, or even you know f- more pop up uh, dance floors, just like even by by making the, a space more colorful yeah. or um, even if it's silent disco, doesn't matter. Exactly. Right? Yeah. yeah. I oh. I love that. Okay. Yeah. Maybe we should organize one. Yeah, sure. I'm I'm in. <laughs> Call it the good the good place club. Yeah. Disco. The cl- good disco. place disco. Yes. Perfect. Good place disco. Yeah. Okay, guys. Watch <laughs> your space. <laughs> We're like uh, this is the brainstorm episode. Yeah. yeah. Very cool. So you would say you're in a good place. I'm in a good place. I'm in a good place. I, uh, I mean, look, we're in a good place. It, yeah, we're literally. so lucky to to be here having this conversation casually on a Monday afternoon yeah. in yeah. this green area. What what more can you really <laughs> ask for? <laughs> we got right. our tea. Yeah, <laughs> it was delicious, by the way. Um, this yeah. That makes me also a bit more realize where we are and what we're doing right now. Yeah. yeah? So, uh, yeah, I think that's, yeah, being present is also sometimes mm-hmm. uh, being in a good place. Yeah. Yeah. When you, I have a question for you. Which, oh. When you're in a... <laughs> that's, not, that's not part of this. Uh, no, <laughs> no, but when you're in a, in a public space and walking around, are you, do you reflect on that? Like, are you more thinking about other things that are going around. For example, if you're going to take a stroll through a park, are you also thinking, okay, I'm present here, walking through on this dirt path and seeing dogs play, or are you more thinking outward? Just, I'm just curious. No, no, it's good. Yeah. I think, I think, unfortunately, I yeah. think uh, the latter, as in either I'm 
I, so I have a dog, and you know, I, I walk the dog regularly. But then I'm listening up to a podcast, um, and stuck in thoughts about life or what's next. I'm quite somebody who thinks. I'm quite a thinker, so I can also cut myself into these thoughts and suddenly do around, and I'm like. What would I do? Did I just do? <laughs> okay, I walked the dog. Good. So that happens. But I have to say that whenever I have my camera mm -hmm. as a photographer, especially during the pandemic, I always took out my camera mm -hmm. every day. And that really brings, that's really my tool to become present. Mm -hmm. Because I'm seeking, constantly looking, and, and that makes me really connect with my surrounding more. Mm -hmm. So that's why I love also street photography and so yeah. on to really make me more connect with my fellow citizen and my surrounding. Yeah, exactly. I remember seeing uh, so, some of those photos that you took during yeah. the pandemic with yeah. people. Yeah, their legs creating, outside their windows. And yeah, <laughs> and creating those series. And, yeah, very cool. But always seeking that that mm. little smile. Yeah, you know that it's something that hopefully shares a smile with somebody else, mm -hmm. and that's something I still do. Not as regular as well as I would love to, um, but even if it's the same round you do every day with your dog, take your camera out yeah. because then you do both. Yeah. It's a bit harder with the dog who's always pulling leash to take a good photo. So, but you know he gets used to it. <laughs> I've done photo walks with my dog as well. Um, yeah, it's not as comfortable, but you know <laughs> you get there. Yeah, yeah. But I, 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 I do admit I, I need to I need that tool. To be um, well, a dog helped me to go out more, mm -hmm. of course. Mm -hmm. So that's good. But my camera is something I need more to really connect with my surrounding. Yeah, I think everybody can find their the tool that works yeah. for them, right? For sure, absolutely. Even uh, I think Headspace has a walking in nature oh, yeah? or like walking in the city uh, meditation. So you're walking, you don't have to close your eyes for this one. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, yeah, sort of. That's a, that's a tool that helps me a lot, actually, to yeah. be present in yeah. a certain space. Yeah, it's good. Saying hi to make it, make it a sport to say hi on the streets. These yeah. kind of little <laughs> tactics, you yeah. know. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, makes you also more connect with your surrounding. Hey, yeah, I mean, sitting on public benches in the past also been a place for me to write, mm -hmm. to think, to listen to music. Yep. Yeah. It's funny, sometimes when I'm listening to music, I, you kind of forget you're in a public space. <laughs> when you start singing? Yeah, you start kind of... <laughs> you're, you're that girl you're, singing yeah. in Oster Park? <laughs> She's really involved in public park activities. Okay. okay. I'm under the gazebo there. How are you singing on Saturdays. skills? <laughs> You've not been kicked yeah. out yet. No, no, no. All right, good. So when you see, uh, hear this woman singing in the park... Could be Kristen. Yeah, skipping through. <laughs> <laughs> Hilarious. This is that sentence I was telling you about, which is the cue about, okay, we're at the end of our interview, conversation. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's more a conversation, right? Yeah. Um, that means I'm going to ask you to think about something that you would like to share with the listeners or viewers. Mm -hmm. For me, in the meantime, I'm going to ask everyone to subscribe and follow our channels. Um, 
whether it's on YouTube, Spotify, Apple or Google Podcasts, it would mean the world if we get more followers and reach more people because that also leads to more conversations. Mm -hmm. People reaching out saying, hey, I would love to share a bench with you and share my story. Okay, cool. I'm up for it. <laughs> Wherever you are, um, happy to meet you and yeah, learn. I've learned a lot in this conversation. And I think, I hope you as well, that we all should be a bit more as well present in the spaces we are and look for more of these kind of empty spaces and, you know, give it some more meaning and invite people along, along the way to come and celebrate your <laughs> birthday somewhere in the park. Why not? Actually, I celebrated my daughter's birthday, first birthday in the park because, yeah. Too many people to invite and to the little home to live in. So, and it worked. Perfect. That's, uh, that's I think, one of the, the best things you can do in a public space is bring people together there and celebrate. celebrate. Yeah. yeah. And then we are going to add some music to the mix <laughs> and make it a disco. <laughs> you got something to share? Um, to close off? Yeah. So, can be short. Can I be would long. say, Get outside. Uh, get outside. <laughs> I mean, here in the Netherlands, sometimes, you know, people are complaining about the weather, complaining about the rain. And, you know, there's things you can do that, yeah, are actually really nice for your, your mental well-being and just being present, whatever, whatever the, the weather is. And uh, maybe you'll meet somebody under a covered bus shelter bench <laughs> i like that yeah. and make mistakes right make mistakes <laughs> please believe. <laughs> <laughs> thank you guys for watching thank See you, you bye-bye bye, -bye. bye.